happy girl. Hello, friends, and welcome back to another podcast of Women at the Well Ministries, where we believe that all of us have to come to Jesus like the woman at the well in John chapter 4. Our highest priority is making God real in your life. Whether you are listening in our app, in your favorite podcasting app, or on our website at watwm.org, we invite you to sit down with us as we look to the scriptures to learn more about God and to strengthen your daily walk with Jesus Christ. In our current series, we're walking through the Psalms, focusing not only on what they say, but also on how they are an expression of worship. We're noting how the Psalms encourage us to praise God for who he is and what he has done. We point out the greatness of God and recognize his faithfulness to us in times of trouble. In other words, we praise God, learn of him, and celebrate his goodness. Thank you for joining us in this podcast of Women at the Well Ministries as Kim and Erica have a conversation as we walk through the scriptures, focusing today on Psalms 63. Hello, and thank you for joining us in this podcast of Women at the Well Ministries. I am Kim Miller alongside Erica Close. Hello, everyone out there. And we are so glad that you have decided to spend the next few moments with us walking through Psalm 63. Erica is going to take us through this psalm and lead us on this journey through Psalm 63. So I am going to read the passage for you. O God, thou art my God, early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. To see thy power and thy glory, so as I have seen thee in the sanctuary. Because thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. Thus will I bless thee while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. My soul shall be satisfied as with morrow and fatness, and my mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips. When I remember thee upon my bed, and meditate on thee in the night watches, because thou hast been my help, Therefore, in the shadow of thy wings will I rejoice. My soul followeth hard after thee. Thy right hand upholdeth me. But those that seek my soul to destroy it shall go into the lower parts of the earth. They shall fall by the sword. They shall be a portion for foxes. But the king shall rejoice in God. Everyone that sweareth by him shall glory. But the mouth of them that speak lies shall be stopped. Thank you. I love this psalm for so many reasons, but I love it because it's tremendously personal. I think it speaks to how David, with his whole soul and his whole body, as he wrote, was, was wanting the Lord and longing after the Lord. And it, it speaks to that very personal relationship that I believe that David had with the Lord, but also the very personal relationship that we have with the Lord. And when we go to verse 1, we start and it says, Oh God, thou art my God, right? It's my God. He's claiming him as his own. And then it says, Early will I seek thee. And I think that most of us that are listening to this podcast and those of us that are sitting here understand the importance 
of seeking the Lord early in the morning, seeking him first. That has always been something that my parents really um, pounded in my head. And that was that you want to be so full of the Lord, so full of him as early as possible because as the day goes by, the things of the world, the people in the world, the things of the day, the stresses, the worry, the demands will keep eating away at you. But if you are so filled with Jesus, one, you have your marching orders. Mm-hmm. So you know exactly what you're supposed to do and you're not going to be easily swayed. Two, you're so full of him and the blessings and the joy of the Lord that they can't deplete you because there's so much of Jesus in you. And thirdly, when you start out early, you have an opportunity to get ahead and the devil doesn't get a jump on you because at no point in this world and in this life should the devil have a jump on us because we have been given the armor of God to protect us from him. But we have to choose to put it on. We have to choose to employ it. And so I love this early in the morning thing that David does because he really is giving us the recipe for getting the best start to our day and making sure we get through the day in the way we're supposed to. Absolutely. And I think, too, you know, he, he says in this very first verse, you know, my soul thirsteth for thee. When we know God well, and we know what it's like to have that, to go through that day filled up with him. We want that, right? We probably, when we know him that well, know what it's like to not have a day that's filled up with him. So David says, you know, his soul thirsts for, for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. Our soul, our soul was designed to be in fellowship with the Lord. We are designed to be filled with the holiness of God. And when our, we're not, our soul longs for that. I think so often we don't understand what that is in us. But the answer to that longing, you know, is Jesus himself. So David seeks his God early because he has that longing, because he understands that he wants to be filled with the Lord before he goes out into his day. And then he says, to see thy power and thy glory, so as I have seen thee in the sanctuary. Right? David knows what power the Lord has, and he has seen the glory of the Lord in his life and in you know, the life of Israel and in the, in the people around him. He's seen that. So he knows God. He knows who God is, and he wants that. And he, I think it's interesting that he says, as I've seen thee in the sanctuary— David has seen God's power and glory in worship, in structured worship, and as he has gone out and about throughout his day. And when we look at verse 3, because thy loving kindness is better than life, my, my lips shall praise thee. I love this verse. Thus will I bless thee while I live. Mm-hmm. I will lift up my hands in thy name. Once you have experienced the goodness of God, and how he is so tender and kind and merciful and just so personal. When you have that, you can't help but praise him. And people just choose not to live a life that would allow him to come that close to us. I mean, you have to remember that when Jesus took the sins of the world upon himself, that God could not look upon him because he couldn't look upon sin. 
Jesus is God's son and God is a holy being. And Jesus says that we need to walk in his ways and his commands. We must be holy. And so we have to be serving and loving and understanding who God is and seeking a relationship with him. And he will come because he says, ask and you shall receive. And if you want to know Jesus, he will tell you who he is. If you want a personal relationship with him, he will give you to you. Because you seek and you'll find and knock and it'll be opened unto you. He is longing for us to long for him. And when we long for him, like verse one says, you know, we thirst for him. We long for him. In verse five, we read, as much as our soul thirsts for him in verse one, in verse five, it says, my soul shall be satisfied. Amen. In the same way that our bodies would be satisfied with, with marrow and fatness, right? With, with meat and butter, right? I mean, or a good milkshake or a good milkshake, right? Our soul will be as satisfied as our bodies would be satisfied with tremendously rich things. And because of that, we're going to praise him with joyful lips, which is because he provides all we need. Exactly. You have to praise a God that is that personal and he'll speak to you in a way that you need to hear. He doesn't talk to me the same way he talks to you, but yet he speaks to both of us and tells us what we need to know. When we get into verse six, in the same way that verse one talks about seeking the Lord early, verse six says, when I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee in the night watches, right? Those times of preparation that come first thing in the, in the morning are tremendously sweet. But those times that also come when we get into bed at night and we reflect and we look back, you know, as much as the morning is for preparation, the end of the day is for Thanksgiving. It's for recognizing Amen. what he has done. It's for meditating on what he has done and who he has been in your life throughout the day. Right? We remember him. We meditate upon him in the night watches. I'm sure for many of us, it's really not our favorite thing when we wake up in the middle of the night and we can't get back to sleep. But I think that if I've learned anything those times that we can that we do wake up in the middle of the night and can't get back to see, sleep are tremendous opportunities for prayer. Amen. Tremend- Sometimes I think that's when he has my most he attention. Because there's nothing distracting me when I'm laying in the bed in the middle of the night and I want to go to sleep, so I want him to help me. And I think that sometimes he wakes me in the night because I don't give him enough time during the day. And I think that I'm grateful when he does, because he wants to talk to me. And I love verse 7. It says, because thou hast been my help, therefore in the shadow of thy wings will I rejoice. The psalmist David often talks about an analogy of Christ being the wings of comfort and warmth and just softness and gentleness. And there's a moment, especially in the middle of the night, or just that moment when it's just you and him and you recognize that you're in the presence of Almighty God. There's, there's a peace that does pass all understanding for that. And at this moment, he's saying in verse 7, I know you've been my help. You've delivered me. You've been my refuge. You've been my hope. 
And especially in those meditations at night, we're thinking about all he did for the day. He was our help. He was our hope. All the times that he's done that. And then we just rest in the gentleness of his loving kindness. I think it's really neat that that verse, verse 7, which is about rest and comfort, is followed by verse 8. Verse 8 says, My soul followeth hard after thee, thy right hand upholdeth me. And that idea of following hard, you know, we talk about working hard. We talk about maybe a hard workout. Um, You know, there are a lot of workout names that have hard in them. You know, hard is, is a, it's a, it's a working word, right? I mean, it's a word that indicates the amount effort. of effort. And so my soul followeth hard after thee. I want to follow Jesus as hard as I work on other things. That is such an incredible statement. When I was growing up, many of you know that I was competing nationally for tennis and I spent a lot of time training and a lot of time following hard, mm-hmm. literally following hard after an optic yellow ball. And I remember one time my parents sitting me down. I can remember where I was. I remember what I had on and I was in our home. I was probably in my, I was a teenager and I can remember my parents setting me down and they had this feeling that I was putting more effort, more passion hanging more pride and more uh, value, that's the word, not even pride, but more value on my tennis abilities than I was on the value I had of developing a relationship with Jesus. And though I was still doing it, they were seeing a shift in their minds that was going on in my mind was that it was more important that I was known as a tennis player than it was that I was known as a friend of God or that Jesus loved me. And I can remember this verse as if it was inscribed on my forehead being spoken to me about following hard. Mm -hmm. And what we follow hard after will tell everyone else around us what's important to us. And though they didn't think and there wasn't and I didn't think, that there was anything wrong with following hard after an optic yellow ball that needed to be second to following hard after a relationship with Jesus Christ and learning of him and finding out who his character was. And I remember that day not fully understanding the real importance. What I really couldn't understand was the importance it was to my parents the the absolute it was urgent for them but at that moment I did understand that nothing could ever be placed in front of God and whatever our effort was being put on and whatever was being spoken out of our mouth first and most often was truly what was most important and things changed for me They change drastically. And today, as I'm sitting here with you and talking to our listeners, that probably was the greatest lesson short of who God was that my parents ever taught me because it allowed me to live in his presence, following hard 
after him. And that verse also speaks to the fact that when we follow hard, his right hand is upholding us. So as hard as we follow after him, he works harder to uphold us and to keep us. That's a promise. The biggest thing about that for me was that when you follow hard after him, he's going to hold you and sustain you, and you're never going to run out of your energy. You're never going to run out of your what the things that you need. You're never going to go beyond your call if you're following him and not out in front of him. But when we step out in front of him, that's when you're exhausted at the end of the day and when things didn't quite go right and you've done everything you thought for the Lord, but you had done them on your own and you had set up your thing instead of following him. Because where he leads, there is peace, there is rest, there is energy, and there's all that you need. So when you find yourself so-called serving the Lord and you're exhausted, you've probably got ahead of him instead of following hard after him. The rest of this psalm really speaks to the fact that the world and the devil is going to try to keep us from following hard. Verse 9 says, But those that seek my soul to destroy it shall go into the lower parts of the earth. There are enemies to our souls out there. You know, as much as our soul is longing after the Lord and thirsting after the Lord and satisfied with the Lord and followeth hard, right? This whole psalm is about our soul. Um, you know, there, there are those that are seeking to destroy the soul, but they will meet their end. Mm-hmm. And the Lord is on our side. You know, we talk about that verse, Psalms 118. And then it says, verse 10, they shall fall by the sword. They shall be a portion for foxes. They're not going to succeed if we are living Psalm 63, 1 through 8. Mm-hmm. 9 and 10 are not going to get us. Right. And let's look at verse 11. But the king shall rejoice in God. Everyone that sweareth by him shall glory. Those, that, well, those of us that have, that have made this oath to the Lord, right, will be glorified you know, in him. But the mouth of them that speak lies shall be stopped. Right? The Lord is going to be dominant, right? He's going to win. He's going to, to be victorious over this world and the king shall rejoice right everyone shall rejoice everyone shall glory in who god is amen amen well erica thank you so much for taking us through psalm 63 and letting us see what is revealed to each of us and we would love to hear from you you can get in touch with us at our website or on our app And let us know what God is speaking to your hearts as you journey through the scriptures with us and take part in the conversations that we are having in the book of Psalms right now. Until we meet again, please know that you are loved. Jesus loves you. Thank you for joining us in today's podcast. You can visit the show notes for quotes from today's podcast and scripture references. We pray today has been a blessing, and we encourage you to reach out to us through our app, our website, or our Facebook page. You can find our app by searching for Woman at the Well Ministries in your app store or through our website at watwm.org. We're on Facebook at facebook.com watwm. 
If you visit our website, you'll be able to subscribe to Bible Bits, a daily devotion written by Kim and delivered Monday through Friday by text message. Woman of the Well Ministries is a nonprofit organization dedicated to serving our Heavenly Father. And it is through your loving and generous support that our ministry continues to bless others. To learn how to partner with Woman at the Well Ministries, please visit our website. Thank you to the Gospel Group Fudge Creek for letting us use their hit song, Happy Girl. We greatly appreciate your prayers. We are praying daily for our listeners. Remember that God loves you. You are loved. Happy girl.